0: The mics are hot and the takes will be even hotter. Welcome to episode three of Birds vs. Boys, powered by Branded Sports. As always, you are here with myself, KMS, and my good friend, the
1: one and only Aiden Powers. My friend, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm getting excited. Uh, I've been talking fantasy lately. I've been talking NFL lately. We're getting Mm -hmm. closer. Inch by inch, we're getting there. (laughs)
0: But inch by inch, I think we're getting further away from college football. So the NFL may be, have to be our
1: savior this year. Absolutely. So by the time this drops, I mean, during this podcast, most likely the the college football season could end. Yes. Not even when this drops, just during the recording, it could be over just like that. We could break news while it
0: happens, but then you're going to find out in the future.
1: You're going to find out in the future. Uh, That'd be a great live reaction though. But you know what? The NFL, we talked about it last week, is the unstoppable force and is the heavyweight matchup for COVID. So we've named it the Around the Coronavirus segment, but this time it might be positive for the NFL. You know, if if college football folds, that opens the door for the NFL. They kind of cannibalize the market that college football left behind.
0: So we were chatting a little bit today through text and everything, and you said you had some good hot takes on if college football is canceled. It's probably Yes, it is. I mean, so what? The Pac-12 is done, Big Ten is done, but those crazy people down south are not going to give up their football that easily. Right?
1: <laughs> there ain't no way.
0: Like they're 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 going, and and they're going to have tons and thousands of people in the stands in Tuscaloosa too.
1: Everyone's yeah, fine. absolutely. If they could, they would. They they are the violinists on the on the Titanic. <laughs> they're just going to play till that thing sinks, no matter what. It doesn't matter.
0: And they're going to be playing the Alabama fight song with their violins as they go down.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That and uh, the other famous song at Rocky Top. Like, it's just going to go down. They're just going to go down with the ship and they're okay with that. They're fine with it
0: because they don't really like we said this last week too. those small college towns. They don't have anything else like this. This keeps them alive.
1: Yeah. 12 months. It kills their market. It really does. And uh, like you said, a lot of small towns like this, a lot of television revenue now. They weren't going to have fans, but now the television revenue for a lot of these schools to football loses them money anyways for this. I, I really don't know how they, some of these schools, the not Alabama, but some of the smaller ones, I don't know how they recover, but it's just another opportunity for the big bad monster, the NFL. So if those
0: Saturdays, I mean, Max and Wednesdays are already gone too. So. Yeah. Those Friday nights, those Thursday nights, those Saturday afternoons, evenings, those are all going to
1: be wide open. So, give
0: me your takes on what the NFL does.
1: I, well, I have, I have a few good ones about the NFL. It's just so okay. funny how everything comes up NFL all the time. So, they're going to have the entire weekend to themselves. It, like They're just going to have, have the entire week. fall to themselves. Yeah, the entire fall to themselves. No sports, just the NFL all weekend, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. They're going to lock Chris Hansen in a room. He's not going to be able to piss for 36 hours. They're going to lock him in that green room and run games for 36 We are hours. live for 36 we hours. No live. He's doing Octabox from 1 p.m. on Saturday until Sunday at 7 o'clock, whether yeah, he it likes it or not. He can't eat, sleep, piss, nothing. He There's just, gonna just be- has to do NFL games that whole time.
0: I, w- I want a live webcam on him from different angles while he's in the red zone. You can watch him on red zone. And then you're also watching a live stream on your iPad of just him, like rocking in his seat. Cause he's got to piss the NFL
1: red zone plus, but instead of games, it's just an Octobox of Chris, Chris Hansen. Hansen. And it's just two-liter bottles of soda, kind (laughs) of like uh, that episode where Dwight was working himself to death and he didn't want to waste the company second, so he was just pissing in a bottle at his death. That's going to be Chris Hansen. like uh, No joke. The NFL is going to start on Saturdays. They're going to play Saturday games, and they're going to go straight through till Sunday night, and then he's going to log off. They're going to show all the touchdowns, and then he can go collapse and die. Like that guy who – Until the next weekend
0: where (laughs) they come back and they revive him for the next weekend. Absolutely. He's going to respawn. So, I mean, they, uh, besides, you know, probably we're going to have, well, I don't know if we're really going to have baseball leading into the fall. We will have hopefully golf too. The masters is going to be played in November and then again in April. So there you're, if you were the masters champ in November, your reign is very, very short. (laughs) (laughs) But besides that, it's going to be the NFL show.
1: Exactly. And this is, this is my other take where we might be the first podcast to ever come out with this take.
0: OK, let's do it. We have the Hawaii take, and the NFL needs to listen because it's still a great opportunity.:
1: the, the Hawaii bubble was our first idea ever. We came out hot. Now this is mine. You might not agree with it, so it might not be a full podcast. Oh,
0: are we actually going to have a disagreement on this podcast? Uh, yeah, this argumentative <laughs> podcast.' be
1: our debate show, but it might actually happen. <laughs> so here's my take. This podcast, right now, pro Roger Goodell. I'm listening. Here's why it comes back to the college football thing that we talked about earlier, just an absolute mess. I was reading an article in which they quoted West Virginia's athletic director and they asked him, look, you're facing the real possibility that this season's going to be canceled in fall. Do you guys have a plan to put this in place for spring? And he was, he literally said, well, no, we haven't discussed it. We don't have the organization going forward and we haven't really talked to anybody about how that would work. How's that possible? Exactly. This pandemic started in march like we, it, we we saw this coming you yeah every single day did you not turn on fucking cnn once i don't care did you if you watch the graphic Fox. where a hundred thousand people died did you check one time like how could it be five months and you don't have a backup plan you're just sending these kids back to school and just saying get on the football field you earn zero dollars and we'll figure it out later how this, this, is that your plan
0: this reminds me of like the scene in varsity blues when they're walking out of the strip club and they're like, do we have to play today? These guys have just been locked in a room watching film since February. And they're like, wait, there's a pandemic. What? A pandemic. I thought we were just yeah. playing
1: football. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. They just, they just kicked the can down the road and here we are and they're not going to have a season and they have no backup plan. And that, that reminds the me of.
0: What's that? Is the NCAA the worst organization in the entire world? Like, They have no they haven't even said a thing like they're just like, yeah, the conferences can do what they
1: want. Like there's no like they're the governing body. They should have a plan. Yeah. The U.S. (laughs) government, the NCAA, it must be nice to just do that job. You get paid a shit ton. You never have to make any decisions. Uh, And you know what? You never make the right ones when you do. And you just kind of screw everybody else over, except yourselves and you get away with it all the time. And there's usually no repercussions. It's It's like being a weatherman. There is. They are weathermen. That's what they are. Pretty they much getting wrong right. all the time. And, and they, they don't get faulted for it at all. Nope. Exactly but what this is what, for the NFL, though. The organization that the NCAA lacks, the NFL always seems to have. We did that NFL draft live stream. It went off without a hitch yep. every single time. And it got close where they, the players were like, hey, you guys don't have health uh, and safety measures set up. They got that done. They're in training camp right now. They're going to hit full pads next week. This thing is going. It's It's just going. Yeah, it's happening. And nothing's stopping it. And now they've cannibalized the market and they're going to have all the weekends, every single weekend in fall to themselves. Uh, Roger Goodell, you know what? He's gonna be he fat and happy. He survives every single bullet who comes his way. He ducks and misses and keeps on going. He's got Captain America's shield and he just and the NFL is the shield and he just keeps on going and they keep on making money. Nothing ever stops this train. Nothing. Nothing. And if this train somehow
0: slips off the tracks, he's gonna somehow blame Tom Brady and, and suspend him like for 14 games.
1: 14 games.
0: But the Patriot fans will be happy because then maybe he'll never have been a buck. But but you're right. I mean, it's the NFL, like we said, and like you said, is the shield. Like, it it reminds me there's a show out called Snowpiercer right now. It's crazy where it's a, it's a, a futuristic thing where the whole world's frozen, but there's a train that just keeps going around the world, and everybody on the train's fine because the train never stops, and it just cuts through ice, and they're just – that is the NFL. The world could freeze, but they're going to – find a way to keep playing football like we're all dead but they don't care because they somehow cryogenically re-enhance their players they're playing with robots now and they're playing football
1: yeah like an iRobot they would just bring Patrick Mahomes back with that robot arm that Will Smith had an iRobot and now he can throw it 90 yards instead of 70 that's pretty much how it
0: would go I am starting uh, my so I'm the type of person where I expect I'd rather be negative in the beginning and be pleasantly surprised than be very positive in the beginning and then upset when it doesn't happen for me. So I like make a good Sixers fan. I am a good Sixers fan. <laughs> so I have kind of I gave up on college football a while ago. I I just I didn't see it happening. I, I don't understand. One college football player dies and no president of any university wants that on their hands. That is pure blood on your hands that they will never get off. Mm -hmm. So I kind of gave that up. But I am starting to really, really, really think the
1: NFL is going to happen. I agree. I totally agree. And it just seems like in other sports, there's these little hitches that just send them off and just derail them so quickly. And the Major League Baseball, we talked about their response to the pandemic, and it was terrible the marlins went out for milk i mm-hmm. could go on for days about how that's just milk. the most ridiculous excuse of all time but even the, the astros thing and how they really just handled everything the, the entire fallout from it it seems like everything that they hit derails them the nfl yes. they just take everything on and they've done was dealt with some really serious shit some big from time the concussions stuff. they hid concussions and how severe they could impact players' lives. They went right through that. They've had a domestic violence issue. Junior Seau killed himself. He killed and they himself. Just... And it just kept on going. If, think about how serious those topics are. CTE, domestic violence, a global pandemic. The NFL hasn't slowed down not once for any of that. Nothing. They're just Nothing, like, yep. It, it, you know, I just don't know what's going to stop them at this point. It, they just keep getting stronger.
0: And... I don't want to say that's good for us because I don't think they should be able to power through big things like that. Obviously I I feel like things need to change and they need to to Mm -hmm. take care of things the right way. But at the same time as a selfish football fan who is almost out of all sports and needs to do something this fall, besides go to apple picking and and pumpkin patches, I need football. So I kind of want this train to keep rolling down the tracks this fall.
1: Yeah. So the next step is training camp and we'll, we'll get there. But uh, I think if, if that goes off, if they put the pads on and they are hitting each other day in and day out and people are getting tested and coming back negative, then I think you're, you're full go and we'll be set from there. So we're, we're really close. We don't want to jinx it. But we're really close, and you just look at everybody else, how they've handled it, and it just seems like the NBA has done a magnificent job. Fantastic. Everyone else has has just kind of took this one on the chin. The NFL, they're getting really close to getting an A in, in how they've handled it so far, and they'll get an A plus if they somehow, I, like
0: we said, there's n- the Hawaiian bubble is the best option. One, it's not going to happen, <laughs> so they're they're not going to play in a bubble. Obviously, the MLB is seeing what not playing in a bubble can do, how it can derail a season. Go back to episode two if you didn't listen and listen to our take about how each team can bubble themselves. I think that's a great option for this season to 100% happen. That goes from an A to an A plus. And like we said last week, that is a coach's best dream in the world. He has his yep. players locked under key all season and they can go, from the weight room to food to bed to play video games down to the practice field and nowhere else. I mean, I everybody's like, well, you know, they're families. Well, yeah, that that would be the hardest part, but these teams have the ability to also quarantine the, the wife and the two kids. Like, it, it, <laughs> they can buy a hotel in Dallas, they can buy a facility in Philly that is, you know, like. What are those, the comfort suites? Like, that's
1: a suite, okay? A whole family
0: can live in there for six months. We're
1: good. Yeah, just like that settlement in Walking Dead, except at the end, they're not cannibals. That's pretty much how they can handle it for the NFL. Like, you know who would really agree with us on that right now? Speaking of around the NFL, Mm -hmm. Ron Rivera. He would love that idea because of what happened this week with Darius Geis. And we talked about it. Not only would it keep them from uh, falling victim to coronavirus, it would keep them out of trouble as well. Exactly have you ever also seen a
0: guy get off twitter faster than darius guys i i got the news and i looked him up and i'm like
1: he's he's gone, <laughs> yeah. gone. It was it, that was a pretty crazy sequence of sequence of events so he got the he got arrested he got cut he was off twitter and that was it and that was in the span of a day that was less than 24 hours it's usually not that quick and it's so crazy because you know he tore his ACL in his rookie season. And then this year he gets released uh, to waste your chance like that is pretty crazy, but that's just kind of how Washington has gone. Nothing has gone right for them this off season. It's not gone right for them for decades.
0: And something that also just doesn't look right at all. So they cut Darius guys, which they should have. And I'm glad they did. He deserves to never play in the NFL again. He should be in jail. But then they bring Reuben Foster up almost the same day, <laughs> who also has large allegations against him in the past <laughs> for the similar things. So are they just like they're trading one? They're like, all right, well, this happened just now. So we get rid of it and then we'll just we'll just maybe that'll that'll hide
1: bringing in Reuben Foster. They had to balance it out. Snip, snap, snip, snap. Yeah, two. One's okay. (laughs) One's okay. You get one get-out-of-jail-free card, literally. (laughs) That's just kind of... It should just... The culture there is so bad that it, you just kind of expect it from a team like that. It's just so bad. Everything you've seen from them in this offseason, there hasn't been one positive headline, aside from Alex Smith coming back, yes. which really the Redskins, when they were the Redskins, fucked him in the first place with their terrible field. Exactly. That's the only positive headline they've had. Everything else has been shit. And they're going to somehow
0: him. ruin that. Like, he'll be ready to play, but then they're like, no, Dwayne Haskins really should, you know, we want to see what he can do. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. And, somehow uh, fumble it. yeah they they absolutely will it's just if the eagles lose to the redskins week one i don't think i'll watch the next 15 you can record this screen record this anything you want save that audio i swear to god they lose to the Redskins week one after everything that team has been through this week. We better not lose. I don't care who the receivers are week one. We better not lose to a team whose marketing group couldn't even figure out that a fucking hashtag can't be a number. I don't understand how this team can be this bad at everything that they can't even do a fucking hashtag on Twitter. How hard is that? Mark That's the tape. thing. Yeah. How like,
0: every single person who has ever been on Twitter for more than five minutes and has pressed the hashtag key and as soon as you put a number in, it just goes black instead of blue.
1: It's just common sense because it's a number. It's called a number sign for a reason because they put a number after it. That's the whole point. It didn't work. Like, did they, what is the chain of command there that all of this dumb shit always happens? Like, they had the the sexual harassment allegations Mm -hmm. and it was like no one was in charge. Like, no, they're just like, I don't, somebody, I don't know. Exactly. Like, these poor women didn't have anyone to report to. It just seems like everything that the Redskins do, there's no chain of command where you could be like, okay, this guy screwed up. So let's take it to this guy so we can fix it. It's like it's just nothing. <laughs> I think it's just like Daniel Snyder and then just like
0: a bunch of shit.
1: Yeah, probably literal shit. Literal <laughs> shit makes no sense. It's one of the worst run organizations in sports. And it's just, it's, it's small things. It's like in FedEx field. If you've ever been there, there's pillars in front of the seats. So if you buy certain seats, you can't see the game, just little things like that. Just sum up where Washington's at. They couldn't think of a team name. But they going to a
0: Washington game, that may be the best seat in the house.
1: You yeah. don't have to see the game. Exactly. Yeah. Just <laughs> I would sit behind a pole and just
0: drink beer all day if I didn't have to watch the Washington football. If I was play. a
1: Washington football fan, I would probably sit behind that. I would tailgate. I'd go in late in the first quarter, sit behind a pillar, and leave in the third quarter. And I think you'd have yourself a nice Sunday drinking day. I feel like the, the fans don't even get it right. Like they, they dress up as pigs in in dresses. Yeah, there's nothing about that franchise right now where you could point to it and be like aside from Ron Rivera who I think is a very good coach, Agreed. there's not one thing you can point to and be like, you know what? I really like that the the Washington football team does this. Fill in the blank. I would lo- feel free to comment and tell me where I'm wrong and name one thing that this team does. I feel like they even I mean,
0: obviously concussions ruined his career even though he did sign with the 49ers now but like i feel mm-hmm. like it was somehow the redskins and daniel excuse me the washington football team and daniel snyder were the reason jordan reed's career has got because the dude is a beast he's a freak i love him. he's a yeah. great tight end i hope he goes out this year and catches 100 balls for san francisco
1: i agree proves it. somehow it was washington's fault it was Washington in, in the, for head injuries. Who are you going to agree with Jordan Reed or the team who let a guy play with a literal tumor in his head? Who do you think was in the right Jordan Reed, the team who let a guy play with a tumor, the size of a tennis ball in his skull. They're like, no, you're good. I don't know.
0: <laughs> you're good. Everything's fine.
1: They are just so bad. Everything about them is bad. It's just
0: ridiculous. The one thing I just can't wait for though is to hear the Redskins fans be like, "Go team this year! Let's go
1: team! Just go team!"
0: What, what go, Washington. go Washington. Go Washington.
1: You can't chant Washington. Like, there's nothing exciting about them. Nothing. There's really nothing going on. Like, and let's get into fantasy because I, fantasy drafts are coming up, and name what Redskin that you'd want on your team this year after Darius Geis gets released. I just don't know. Like, there, there's nothing about them. I, um, I may Uh take
0: the receiver McLeod, who was a rookie last year. He did ball out last year.
1: He did. Yeah, that's true. I think later in rounds, he'd be good. It's good to get it.
0: it If it's him and and Larry Fitzgerald in the 10th, again, you're probably (laughs) going to go Larry Fitzgerald.
1: (laughs) You'd probably take Larry Fitzgerald, but I would think long and hard about changing my mind.
0: So if we're talking fantasy, okay. So just like the NFL landscape is going to look different and is, is, going to be challenging this year so is fantasy mm-hmm. so i want to see where you're at like are you excited about fantasy this year are you a little lackluster how do you think drafts like i don't we're not gonna be able to do live drafts i don't like i want the sticker on the board but sticker's yeah. not gonna go on the board so show tell me where you're at right now with fantasy
1: i am clinging on to it and i'm coming around to it because to me fantasy draft day is up there with Christmas as the best day of the year. Mm-hmm. It's one of the rare times fantasy football. You only play half because of the actual football. The other yes. half is it is one of the rare times where you're all together with your friends anymore. Yep. Uh, instead of like doing your nine to five, you're not seeing your friends every day. So it's one of the best days of the year. But like you said, like in our, in our friend group, a lot of people would have to travel. We have people even overseas who can't come back to the United States right now. So it's yep. like, it's going to be a makeshift kind of live draft. And it's just, it bums you out because like I said, it's one of the best days of the year. And just like everything else, coronavirus has put a halt to it. um, And that's where we're at. And I
0: I do. So I'm a, I'm a big time fantasy guy as well, but last year I had a little bit of a rough season for the first time in years. And it kind of, I don't want to say overwhelmed me, but I, I kind of towards the end of the season Got a little lackluster with it. So I, I sent out a tweet, and Vince is going to find this and put it up on the screen sometime when he clips it. But I put up a tweet that said, uh, "I'm 2020 is a fantasy-free year for me. And I fully take the blame that I ruined the entire year of 2020 just from that tweet. I think you did. But now. Matthew Barry might kill you. <laughs> he's going to stab me in the eye with a fork. It's either uh, him
1: or Deshaun Jackson. He's going to kill <laughs> one of you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but now I I am I, I will do anything to play fantasy football. I, I need it. And like you said, it is. I, I have a team with my brother, and I I get to go on fantasy day and sit there with my brother and draft with all of our friends and, and eat ridiculous food and drink way too much beer and then come home and tell
1: my wife about everybody that I drafted and she could care less and I love every second of it. That is the true American dream. In the 1940s, everyone came home from war and the American dream was just having a white picket fence. That's bullshit. That's just boring. The American dream is what you just described. Sunday draft day, putting stickers on a board, you're going to eat wings and beer with your friends for six hours and regret half the picks that you make two hours after you did it, after you put three months of research into your draft strategy and you throw it all away in the third round. That is the new American dream in 2020, and it's really all we have right now. And then I'm going to go
0: home and convince my wife that taking Tony Pollard in the 13th round was a phenomenal pick.
1: Yeah. And she has no idea what I'm talking about. Exactly. The fly, like hitting on a flyer in, in fantasy, I don't nothing know if it's better. up there with any feeling in the world, probably like your first kiss at a middle school dance is the same feeling. Took and Patrick Mahomes was
0: rookie year or his yeah. first year starting. Oh my God. Took him <laughs> late. Wrote him all the way. There nothing you go. Better. There's nothing better. So it, it is going to be strange though. I mean, uh, no live drafts and, Like, are we going to have to push our drafts like until the night before the NFL happens? Because we're not getting any preseason or you just drafting on name.
1: No, no. I think if we have the same conversation when the calendar hits September, there's going to be a lot more excitement about fantasy football. Yeah, we are doing what every single other person has done in this country, whether it's companies, the government, the NFL, obviously the NCAA. We're just going to kick the can down the road as far as we go until we run out of time. Yep. And that's what you're going to do with fantasy football as well in your fantasy draft. So if I had to give it a stance right now, I'd say, no, I'm not excited for fantasy football. I think if you said, okay, Aiden, it's it's now September 1st. Are you excited? I'd be like, yes, I'm dying for fantasy football. Need because it. it marks a return to normalcy.
0: Yes. And I need Larry Fitzgerald on my the team.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like after recording two podcasts where we talked about that, we almost have to take him. We have
0: to. <laughs> I think we we need to like have a league with just us and some other people, and f- I may take Larry Fitzgerald one overall. I think, yeah, absolutely. All right, if right you, now, on, the, on the clock. You're on the clock. First pick in the 2020 Fantasy Draft. Dun-dun. Who are you
1: picking? Me? Like, yep, right this, now. Right now. Um, I I think Christian McCaffrey is obviously the number one pick. The, the, the most usage possible they yep. used him in the running game they used him to ca- catch passes and i'll tell you one thing about matt rule he will will pound the ball down he the is. defense's throat as long as he can he if they have a lead in the fourth quarter christian mccaffrey might get double digit touches in a fourth quarter not right. in a game in a quarter if yep. they have a lead that's just kind of how he's always handled his uh mo in terms of how he runs an offense so i, I christian mccaffrey and i don't think it's close as the second one
0: if especially I, especially if it's a PPR league too, because you're getting the rushing yards, the rushing touchdowns, and you're getting a shit ton of catches. Absolutely. Look at go. that. <laughs> there it is.
1: Fantasy free for 2020. You I, really screwed us over. I
0: didn't even remember that I had the GIF. That makes it even worse. Ah, it makes it yeah, so much worse. You
1: really kind of screwed up on that one. I'll tell Ladies you that.
0: and gentlemen, jo- I would like to apologize to everyone. I am the reason. It wasn't a guy way to bat. It was me. It was this tweet that ruined the entire year of 2020.
1: Between me saying that we are a pro Goodell podcast and you ruining fantasy football for everybody this year, I don't think we're going to increase our ratings and listen to this week.
0: No, I think I think we just got zero zeros across
1: the board and ratings. Probably that's a lot of one stars coming, but we will recover. I think we will. we'll recover. We've got a good segment coming up, so we're gonna know. bring Vincent in here in a second. Who's our producer? He does a phenomenal job. If you've seen the teasers on Twitter, he does all of those for us. So we <laughs> want to talk about. Um, we kind of talked about Washington and just how they suck at yep. everything, but. When looking at the cities themselves, there's a lot of crazy headlines where you're like, holy shit, how did this happen? So, so we got New York City, Philadelphia, mm-hmm.
0: Washington, D.C., and
1: Dallas. Which are obviously huge media markets. Yes. So a lot of crazy shit happens when there's a lot of people in one concentrated area. So we're going to do a segment called NFC Least City. Love it. Vince is going to give us a video and it's kind of it's it's going to be a video. We're not going to know the city. Me and KMS are going to try to guess which NFCE city the crazy thing is happening in. Before we get there, we're going to bring Vince on right now before we there get there. Yeah. I want to talk to you about Bavada. So that's our partner. We've been happy to partner with them last 2 weeks. If you enjoy winning money and you want an easy way to win money, join Bavada. So here's what we're going to do. Same like last week, we're going to put the promo link in the podcast description and all over our social media. If you like winning money, sign up with our link at Bavada. We love them and very excited to be sponsored by them. I mean, what's better than winning money during a pandemic? And it's easy. I went on, I I clicked on our link just to see what it was like. Because like I said, I've, I've used them before, so I'm not a new user, but I wanted to see what it was like. Such an easy sign up. It's quick and easy. You could sign up in less than 60 seconds and bet something in less than a minute and start winning money that quick.
0: Sign up, bet, win money. It can all happen within less than an hour done
1: and you you know what football season's coming and you're gonna have 36 straight hours of chris hansen on red zone so you might as well get those bets in while you're watching Bet,
0: bet 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 bet. all right vince my man
1: i'm excited all right so for any of
0: you that are just listening and you're not
2: watching on youtube vince is going to describe the video for you yeah well first of all if you're listening go watch it on youtube but (laughs) if you're in the car on your way to god knows where because you're not going to work uh we'll describe the video as it's happening. So I'm gonna pull up a video. It's gonna be one in the one of the NFC East cities. I always want to say northeast, but for some reason Dallas is in Texas. Damn right it uh, is. So let's start with this video here. Uh this one I found a few minutes before we started today. Oh, I don't oh know boy. if you guys have seen this one.
1: Uh-oh. All right.
2: That's if you tight. have. If you have, don't ruin it if, if the other one hasn't. So here we go. We're going to play this. All right. So what city did this happen in? All right. So here's a cute couple. Um, The lady is not having the best day. She is. Uh, oh, being, I gave her a hug. That's cute. Yeah. She's <laughs> being arrested here. And what's he doing? Uh, <laughs> no, he's not. He's got some well, wandering hands. Uh, she's wearing some uh, spandex uh, shorts, and his hand is sort of wandering down her pants. But he's not doing what you think he's doing. Look closely.
0: Oh, I thought he was going All in for right. the finger bang. He is just.
2: What do you what think he move? took out of her pants? there? <laughs> was that drugs or was that money? I don't think it was uh, scented hand soaps.
1: What a move! That's that's, that's a I move
2: of mind. the lifetime. So you think he's being creepy, and turns out he is being a ride or die boyfriend here.
0: I, I thought he was gonna give her one last you know show before she went to jail, but yeah, yeah. He's actually so so. Is he doing this to help her so they don't find it, or is he doing it to help himself so he Absol- can sell it? A little I mean, bit of both.
2: Yeah, well, I don't think we know here. Um, right, what the is question it? is? What city is this in? Hold on, let me.
1: You want me to go first? I think that's. Money. I'll go because I have a pretty good guess. So okay. I lived in New York for 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 a few months at the end of 2019. Convenience stores in New York are just lit. Like there's always something insane going on. So this looks like it's in a convenience store. So I'm going to go M- with New York. That's my guess. New York City, NYC. All
0: right. And I'm I'm not going to New York here. I it doesn't look like an NYPD cop to me. That he look sure. oh, look, look at the he's got the biohazard tattoo, the cop does um this looks like I'm gonna. No, it's not Philly, the same Philly, too. They, they wear the light blue. The cops, yeah. I'm going Dallas. This is my Dallas Cowboys, Dallas, Dallas,
2: Dallas. All right, so we have your final answers. We have New York and Dallas. That's it. All right, so this happened in South Philly. No, what? I really, I. I I was on the same page as you came as I was like, it doesn't look like the right uniform for Philly, but no. I saw multiple tweets that said this was from South Philly.
1: Are yeah, that does not look like a Philly cop. No, they're usually they wear the light blue, yeah. And if they're a commanding officer, they wear white, so it's not even wow. maybe this guy isn't even a cop, he just showed up and you know, yeah. like neighborhood watch. That's
2: He's probably like, these how people I don't, don't. Know what this move, yeah. He had no, no idea what was going on. It's in romance is alive and well. Look at that all right so we got one on the board for the eagles one on the board for philly good for these two wow
1: cuffing season that's the i'm rooting for that couple you know
0: all
2: right video wins number two this one's a little fun it's not as you know shocking so all right here we have i gotta find it on this tiny little desktop are
0: they breaking a hot fire hydrant here
2: all right so that's a fire hydrant all right and they have a giant tube attached to it and they are shooting water into a pool filling up one of those backyard pools that you didn't have but your friend had i'm gonna go first on this one
0: that that looks like new york all day to me i could see it maybe being dc but that just everything about it screams New York city to me.
1: That does. I'm, I'm disappointed. I'd use New York city on my last one. Cause that does look like New York city, but I'll tell you what the, we just need to shout out the creativity of this. Yeah. Oh, it's so phenomenal. Think about it being in the city. You know, it's tough. You, you can't put a pool up and with a hose and everything like that. This was creative. I give them an A plus in terms of figuring that out. And that's something like if that were your physics class, you would pass good for that
0: i mean they could have brought the pool a little bit closer maybe to help them out but
1: yeah they mistimed that i will uh i'll wow that's that's new york i will say i will say washington dc because I, I don't want to go to new york twice i don't know i think k miss has this one
2: you should have trusted your gut it's new york city that's go Yeah,
1: that's new york all day it, it definitely looks like new york
2: See, I would, I would have taken the other side. If if I wasn't looking up New York City when I found this video, this felt like a Philly thing to me.
1: Well, we had those dumpster pools back in the day yes. where people like literally they had the past legislation that was like you can't rent a dumpster and fill it with water and put it in your street. So like I could definitely see that happening in Philly as well. But I feel like uh, why knock people's creativity? If they have the insight to pull this off and then the know-how to do it, then you know what? You win. You get to do it, and it's not illegal. And it's hot out, and chances are they're just going to chill in the pool. So yeah, it's ninety degrees
0: all the time. So
2: who are they hurting?
0: If they're not in the pool, maybe they're going to be getting arrested in a convenience store. I'd rather them be chilling in the pool. Exactly.
2: All right, here's my favorite one. Uh oh. All right. <laughs> all right. So this is a real quick video, so we're going to play it a lot of times, just we got so you guys. Scooters
1: can... here. And you're going to have right. to describe it too.
2: So here's a lady.
1: Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. She's she's fixing herself, and it must be another hot day like the yeah. pool video she, because she, she doesn't, doesn't
0: look, have – oh, oh, there's the wipe. Uh, did she, she, put she, doesn't a, look, she doesn't look young. She put a tissue in there. Uh, she put a tissue in.
2: She doesn't no. look young enough for this to be a precautionary tissue. You know what I'm saying? It, oh, no. So I'm thinking <laughs> oh, no. this one. Also, I oh, think no. it's important to point out. It's the middle of the day and oh, she's nice. outside in the middle of the street. It's
0: a beautiful sunny day.
2: All right. I am gonna go. Yeah. Well, this I let's mean, describe it so a little better for the people listening. <laughs> yeah. I, so don't, I don't want to. I don't standing want to outside in the middle of the day in a city because it's one of these four big cities, and she's putting something, you know inside her underwears. She's she's got I her should,
0: pants down in the middle.
2: This is someone's grandmother. And she has her pants the down in the middle of the, middle of the
0: city and she's putting a tissue up in her hoo-ha and then she's pulling her pants up.
2: Yeah. And at the end she makes direct eye contact with the person recording this. I don't know yeah. if you noticed that.
0: Right. Pan- oh yeah. Oh up. right. Oh grandma. And, and she, she doesn't pulls,
2: look
1: she doesn't look embarrassed. She pulls her <laughs> pants up so far that her underwear her shirt is tucked into her underwear. <laughs>
2: I mean, it's not all a right. Important question. What city is this?
1: I, I think it's Dallas. Cause it's probably so hot that, she, you know, it gets really hot down there and she's probably just literally sweating her cooch off.
0: I'm, I'm going to go. Am I allowed to agree? Cause this is a debate show. I'm I would say Dallas for sure. Um, but if I'm not allowed to agree, I'll just throw out DC, but I, I think it's, I think it's Dallas.
2: All right, I cannot believe you guys nailed this. This is Dallas. Let's yes. go. Oh, look at the little star. Look at the star right there too. I know I it away. just now. I was like this is going to give it away.
1: I wasn't sure if it was a lone star or what, but I just kind of I I feel like it gets so hot down in Texas that that might be more normal than what we're used to. Texas and Florida, the people down there are insane. One, and then two, it's so hot that I feel like Seeing someone with their pants down like that in the middle of the day in the street probably isn't as far fetched as what we think.
2: That All right, was so disturbing. You guys were both uh two for three, not bad. That was disturbing. Yeah, that was my favorite one. I'm that was little, pretty good. I'm a
0: little shook now.
2: <laughs> I, I, right. I'm not gonna lie. I'll see if I can top myself for uh next week's. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and this is going to be a regular thing here. I think. I, I, I think about
1: football. This this is a good way to to pass the time and and put in some quality content with some interesting videos, to say the least. So Vince, thank you for finding those and presenting that content to us. Um, I won't be able to sleep at night. No, nope. but we do appreciate you
2: finding those. All right, we'll see you back next week for something right. uh, more terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, you'll have to increase them every week. Yes, it, it needs to get normal. worse.
0: I mean, it it the. You know, I don't know how it can get worse, but I'm sure it can.
1: I'm um, Yeah. Knowing these cities, it absolutely can. All right. All right.
0: The name of this show is Birds vs. Boys, and we've talked a lot of Redskins. We've talked college football. Let's talk Eagles Cowboys.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You not- have <laughs> a very, very <laughs> – I I, I I can't even say with a straight
1: face and laugh. A linebacker you, you guys just signed. What happened? Yeah, so Jatavius Brown retired. I I still don't know the full story on why he retired. Okay, Nate Gary did come back today, um, and he is the top linebacker for this year, for better or for worse. At least he is healthy and and doesn't have coronavirus. So that is a plus, but even in the plus, we took a minus and and lost Jatavius Brown. So uh, it was a pretty interesting day or interesting week for Philadelphia, and that linebacking core is is really something. I have a take about them too. Can you...
0: We need to find out the day he was signed and then the day and then today was the day he retired. And just I want to count the
1: days it had. He was signed in free agency, so it had to have been early March. So he, you know, he really did never he never made it to the field, you know, like he signed. And then they had the coronavirus pandemic. They just got back into the swing of things because all the offseason workouts were canceled. And they didn't even put pads on. They won't put pads on anybody till the 16th. Nope. So he just, he never, he went the entire time and never put on an Eagles helmet. So,
0: so yeah. his, his Twitter bio in the future and his jerseys hanging in his basement.
1: Are the Eagles on his Twitter bio? Is that Jersey hanging in his basement? I don't know. I, you know what, him and Frank Gore, they should start a book club and talk about their great times with the Eagles. <laughs>
0: that that's another you know everybody's coming to philly yeah and you finally you get one and then then he leaves
1: and our fan base we're getting every single person until they're not here but they probably should look into linebacker depth because they they lost this one like i said nate gary is their best linebacker and Mm -hmm. best is probably a term that i should use loosely he's not bad but He's not the, Leighton Vander Ash. So the, or, or Jalen Smith either. So <laughs> that is uh that is a position of concern to say the least.
0: And the best thing he does maybe flipping off camera people from the bench. That's him, I right? I thought that was pretty cool. I, I mean,
1: that's that's a typical Philly team philly fan type Man. yeah it, it was all in good fun and what oh. anytime like anytime you get drunk you've had three seltzers on the beach and someone like flips the snapchat camera to you and oh, yeah yeah everyone's done it <laughs> tongues out fingers up you're like what and then the next day you see the picture like why
0: why did i do yeah, that
1: why was that my instant reaction the, to do the peace but, sign he, it's like, well, yeah I'm- he did it <laughs> he just did it in the middle of a game not I after know. three or four drinks no, but,
0: you know, some three or four hits that may make you feel like you're a little drunk. You got that adrenaline rolling. Why
1: not? <laughs> yeah. CTE. Not the NFL cares,
0: but. Will Smith couldn't even
1: solve it. Will Smith couldn't even solve it. But it, it, it does bring up a good conversation topic mm-hmm. because I think for both of these teams, there are positions where you're like, all right, this is a strength No matter what, like, no matter who you face, this is going to be a strength. This is really good. This is a top group in the league, not just the NFC East, not just between our two teams. Yeah, groups you're excited about. Where you're like, holy shit, that like this could be a serious
0: issue. This could be bad. So we're going to talk a little position group. So we're each going to go. Look at this. So four months, 20 weeks, 143 days. He was 143 days.
1: He was there 143 days.
0: I love you, isn't that one four three? Look, how
1: he look, hold on. Look at this right here. So there have been March twenty first, twenty twenty. I believe the NBA shut down on March thirteenth. Mm-hmm. And March twenty first, there were twelve million two hundred seventy five. Yeah, twelve million two hundred seventy five, three hundred eighty seven seconds. Yes. The NCAA, in that amount of seconds, could not figure out how to have a college football season. How do you have that many seconds? And you're at, at August tenth. After one hundred forty three days, you're like your guess is as good as mine is what the plan is. I mean, Unbelievable. we're just going to play. And if we don't play, then, then we're we don't not going to play. Gonna play. <laughs> All right. But back to our position groups. So I think it's best I will let you let's do weakest first since I'm good. I have a pretty good take on the Eagles and it's pretty obvious who I think my weakest position group is, but let me hear yours for the Cowboys. All right. So, yeah, so we'll do
0: the the position group. We're most excited about position group. We're least excited about, and then the position group that we think matches up against the other team, the best. So we'll start with the position group that I am least excited about. I have like, sort of like a one and one a here for the Cowboys. It's kind of two positions that I could go either way. One's on each side of the ball. I could go tight end. Um, they lost Jason Witten, but I never thought I'd say this, but I'm I'm kind of happy they lost Jason Witten. <laughs> RIP, Jay Witt. Um, was very excited when he came back last year, but then you know he caught five out five yard comebacks and then got pushed twelve yards back behind the line of scrimmage facing the line of scrimmage um so they have blake jarwin they just signed him to an extension the dude makes place he's athletic freak he can get down the field but he's never done it play in play out being tight end number one they signed the the bell the old oklahoma quarterback who just won a ring in kansas city but he's not a pass catcher uh, they have dalton schultz another name none of you know who that is. He was a Stanford tight end. I think he has a half a catch in his career in two years. So that's a position I'm worried about, but I think Blake Jarwin can ball out. The other one that I'm most concerned about is cornerback. They lost Byron Jones, huge loss. He, He could basically lock down one side of the field for them. They brought back Anthony Brown, who again, tidbit of information that no one probably knows here. He was drafted, I believe in the sixth round, um, he has a tattoo on his shoulder, uh, with a chip, like, like a potato chip and his draft number. So he has a literal chip a on literal his shoulder, on his shoulder with his I, draft number.
1: Oh God.
0: <laughs> We're gonna have to find a picture of that. Um, so they have them, uh, Chidabay Awuzie 24. I, I feel, I find myself yelling at him more than any other player. Maybe Jalen Smith. Uh, when i'm watching a cowboys game he just seems like he's getting beat every play he was a second round pick out of colorado for them huge potential great athletic skill but he seems like he he just is always out of position he's getting beat he's getting penalties so uh, it makes me nervous he and he's another one of those guys like he can play safety he can play corner i i, I hate that hybrid just mm-hmm. keep him at one position um but then they they did draft uh trevon diggs stefan diggs his brother out of alabama i think he was a steal at 51 overall in the second round this year but you know can you really count on a number one corner his rookie year to kind of be like a lockdown guy so they make me nervous so i'm gonna go definitely cornerback is my biggest one and then tight end probably is like 1a
1: yeah i can i can see the cowboys being in a lot of shootouts this year so yep Dak Prescott, you know what? He didn't get that long-term deal. You're not going to have much defensive help. So if you win those shootouts, you'll get paid. Like you said, I think Trayvon Diggs is going to be good in the future. It just shows the amount of depth that you can get later in the second round of the draft. Or you could draft a backup quarterback. You can go either route. Um, You You can can help your team or you could waste your second round pick like that. So in the future, I think that could be a strength. But right now, I I think you're going to be in a lot of shootouts, which is fitting. We're not going to have Big 12 football, so somebody in Texas can't play defense this year. <laughs> Might as yeah, well be the Cowboys. It's, so it's going to be the Cowboys. They should just uh, the the weekend of usually of the Red River rivalry. They should yeah, just go down and play good. in the Cotton Bowl and give up 60 points. Why not? Just go for against, old time's sake,
0: and and play against you know a team that shouldn't like, like the Dolphins. to play against yeah. the Dolphins, and they'll it'll be, they'll win 64 to 59.
1: Pretty much, yep. it got close to that last year when the Eagles played the Dolphins. So <laughs> it's magic, baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, contrary to pop, pop, I could go cornerback right here as well. Given that performance last year, but Darius Slay really anchored that group. Mine was obvious. I gave it away. We had a linebacker retire. We we didn't have much depth to begin with there anyway. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing, like everybody has an issue in their house. For me, it's my sink. It's been an issue. You need to get it fixed. But now you've just started to put it off for so long that yep. you've just learned to accept the problem and live with it. And you may yep. never fix it. You've nope. just accepted that it sucks. And that's just how it is. You sleep that's well at the night. Eagles, so. Yeah. That's how the Eagles have handled linebacker. They've put off. Fixing the problem for so long that we've just learned to adapt and and live with the problem. And now more than ever, we have a leaky sink or a leaky, leaky roof, something like that. Yep. The, the, the dryer doesn't dry, something like that. And that's the Eagles linebacking core. And we've just learned to accept it. And so has the front office. And you you let good parts
0: go. Like you had some good parts to the sink, but then you let, you know, your neighbor have the part like Hicks and then the sink works perfectly for him and he leads the league in tackles
1: yeah so him I can see because it was like a a payment thing where yeah after that Super Bowl year we just didn't have enough money so we lost him but then you followed up consecutive years so you've lost Jordan Hicks and now you've lost Nigel Bradham and you really haven't replaced it at all And uh, you had LJ Fort, who you basically had for nothing and released him. And then the the Ravens signed him, and he's been magnificent. And they've obviously prioritized other positions where Patrick Queen, um, Kenneth Murray were both there in the first round. I don't knock them for going Jalen Rager, but it just shows how little they care about the linebacker position where they just think, the front four is going to be so beastly that they can handle it. And on the backside, they have a lot of faith in Darius Slay and, and the cornerbacks that right there in the middle, that cushy middle in an Oreo that's supposed to be the best part really would be like, if you had the, the, the black strips of the Oreo and instead of like that vanilla cream, you just filled it with mud. That's kind of how the handles the Eagles have handled linebacker.
0: <laughs> now I correct me if I'm wrong. Did they
1: draft the linebacker this year? I don't believe that they did. They okay. have TJ Edwards, um, yep. who who was I, he was either seventh-round pick or – actually, I, I lied. They actually took two linebackers, and I can't believe I forgot because Sean Bradley went to Temple, and I literally am <laughs> recording this with the Temple flag behind that's me. Te- that's texas. I apologize. That's but texas. here's the thing. With both of the linebackers that they drafted, they're not going to play linebacker this year. They're just going to be special teams guys, which is why I forgot. So they basically drafted two guys. To run that aren't field. even going to yeah they just run fast they run sideline the sideline really well but playing time wise it's going to be a lot like Trayvon Diggs how much impact are they going to have the rookie year not yep. much do they see yep. the field really uh, and can you rely on them nah, I wouldn't count on it
0: all right so our most concerning for me is cornerback with the Dallas Cowboys and you're going linebacker so let's start with you on this one so what is the position group you are most excited about for your Philadelphia Eagles this year
1: Most excited about, I think this one, people probably wouldn't guess. Okay. I think for most people, like I mentioned before, defensive line should cover a lot of the other issues that they could have and just mask those issues. Yep. I think people are excited about wide receiver because they finally have a a semblance of health. Yep. And they drafted Jalen Reger. But I'm going to go running back. And here's why I think there are a lot of diamonds in the rough Mm -hmm. in that running back core. I was a big advocate for signing Devontae Freeman and I'm not so much anymore. This is the first year I'm excited for two reasons. One, the diamond in the rough, but two, this is the first year where it's not going to be running back by committee under Doug Peterson. Miles Sanders is going to get 75% to 80% of the touches. And he should, and he should, and and he's going to be a workhorse. We talked about Christian McCaffrey and how he picks up points in a PPR league because they yep. split him out and use him in, uh, to get get receptions. Same thing for Miles Sanders. And then you've got Boston Scott, Darren Sproles 2.0. They have three guys who are young, either rookie or in their second year, who probably will start the season in practice squad. If you don't see them by October, there's something wrong. Adrian Killens from UCF, Michael yep. Warren from Cincinnati, and then Elijah Holyfield, Holyfield's son. Love All that. three guys you could see getting playing time at this year. Michael Warren is a big kind of bruiser guy. Adrian Killens might be the fastest guy alive, and Elijah Holyfield is going to be a really solid number three back. He gives you. There's no point in signing Carlos Hyde because Elijah Holyfield is going to probably give you everything that he can do, yep. but on the lowest salary possible. I think and younger. Yeah. They also signed Corey Clement, and one of these guys could be just like Clement, where they didn't even draft Clement. They just brought him in as a free agent and he was on the practice squad, came up and was a Super Bowl hero. I'm not saying these guys will be Super Bowl heroes, but they can make a legitimate impact on this offense. And for the first time in Doug Peterson area, they have a legitimate RB1.
0: And think about how much speed this offense can have, especially with those running backs, adding to what Rager. And Deshaun are gonna have on the outside.
1: Absolutely. That is the one thing. So I think in Philadelphia, if you are the boss, if you are the manager or you're the GM, you get a lot of criticism. The one thing Howie said, he said, he said two things actually. One, I'm tired of getting the ball thrown over my head. He went out and got Darius Slay. And two, he said, this team needs to be faster. Look at all the positions we just talked about, Regger, but running back as well. They are fast. They are they really are. fast.
0: And that scares me. <laughs> Speed. Yeah all right dallas cowboys give me yours i want to hear it now people could be like well it's got to be the offensive line right they have the best offensive line in the league no they don't tyron smith's getting old connor williams is soft they lost travis frederick i'm a little worried about the line so it's not the offensive line could go running back zeke of course best running back in the league not going there The uh, most obvious would be wide receiver, right? I mean, yes, studs. But that's kind of like too obvious. I don't want to be that obvious. (laughs) So I'm going to go in a curveball that people may not think, just like you went. I'm going to go defensive line. Demarcus Lawrence can ball. He didn't last year. He got paid. I think he has not a literal chip on his shoulder, but I think he has a chip on his shoulder coming into this season. People were saying he may not play. He's playing. I hate the term hot boys that they use. I hope they they <laughs> dig a big hole and, and bury all the hot boys' chains and put a grave stone on it. Get rid of it. I hate it, okay? Even though they trademarked it, I think. I hate it. So DeMarcus Lawrence is going to ball. They brought in Gerald McCoy. They brought in Don Terry Poe. Two guys – that they've never had before. They, When they had Rod Marinelli, they liked quick, small, interior players. They've never had beef, big, run-stopping guys that can also rush the passer from the inside. They have that now. Yeah, they're both older. Yeah, they may not be in their prime, but they played together in Carolina last year. They know how to play next to each other. I think they can be beasts. They also drafted uh, Gallimore, Nigel Gallimore. He's a Canadian, um, played in Oklahoma. They got him in the third round this year. I feel like those two guys can groom him, and he looks like he's a beast. They're getting Tyrone Crawford back off injury. He was a huge hole not having him last year. He he brings leadership to that line, and the dude can play. Hopefully, he's coming off two hip surgeries. They brought in Alden Smith, right? We we talked about Ruben Foster and Darius yes. Geis, but apparently he has. He hasn't drank in forever. He's off the weed. Apparently, he's remade his body. He looks great. And they signed him for next to nothing. So if he can bring some sacks, I'm all in. And then there's the question of Randy Gregory, another dude who's had a lot of issues. Another dude that supposedly has turned his life around and looks lean and mean, but he is still suspended, not reinstated yet. And he is calling the league out hard on Twitter and everywhere that he can, that he has put in reinstatement papers. He's done everything he needs to do, and he's hasn't heard anything. Literally someone from the league that is in charge of this blocked him on Twitter, and he screenshotted it. He's like, this is the response I'm getting. So if they can get him too, I'm all in on this line. I feel like they can be fearsome, and they can get after the quarterback.
1: That's First of all. I feel like that's pretty unprofessional to just like your, yeah. your job is compliance in this field. And you block the guy on Twitter. Like it's not high school. You can't block somebody just because you don't like what they said. Like this is your job. But I, I think uh, the one thing that would scare me a little bit for the Eagles is the veteran production that the Cowboys could get at the defensive line for cheap. Nope. You mentioned Jantari Poe and then Gerald McCoy. I think obviously both are past their primes, but still don't. Nope like I said, for for the value that you get them at to add that depth to the defensive line, it's a pretty good choice. And I, I just think it's, it reminds me of the Lakers this off season, just really kind of, they had LeBron and AD and they were like, all right, well now we, we, put most of our salary cap into those two players. What do we have to do veteran depth for cheap? Let's go get guys like Avery Bradley. That's pretty much what the Cowboys did with their line. And now Demarcus Lawrence, they gave money to both of their linebackers uh, and Jalen Smith. Did they sign Leighton Vander Esch yet? Or is that? No, no, he's
0: yeah. He's still coming. This is, this will be his third year,
1: but they're playing it. Like once he's off his rookie year, he'll, he'll get re-signed for, for high. Hopefully. Yeah. So
0: it is like last year they were throwing Carrie carry, Hyder and Antoine Woods up the middle and now you got down Terry Poe and Gerald McCoy in there and Antoine Woods is still there but again he's a smaller guy he's a scrappy guy but he doesn't have to hold up all game long in there beaten on these guards he can come in on more situational downs and Mm -hmm. use his athleticism and his speed and give those guys a break
1: yeah, I was about to say for a player that that size, it's got to be positional. The like Eagles yep. have like Jannard Avery that we traded a fourth round pick for for some reason. He's got to be a situational player. He'll just never be big enough. But it, that works like once you have depth, that starts to make sense yep. to, to talk about. Keep it local with Philly. The turnaround for the Flyers has been because of the de- they have four lines and they're all deep. Same goes for the, for the Cowboys, you know? I really like what they did at defensive line. I think that's a good one. <laughs> Wide receiver is pretty obvious, but I, I like where you went with the defensive line.
0: I'm excited. All right, give me the position group that you feel that the Philadelphia Eagles match up best against the Dallas Cowboys this year in their two, you never know, maybe three matchups this season.
1: Yeah, hopefully three. That'd be wild. Yep. If we oh, that'd be get a game. It's been a it's been a while. It has. The this is a bit of a cop out because I think this is going to be a matchup that favors us in almost every every game that we play. But I think it specifically favors us in the Cowboys matchup. So our one big strength, tight end. I really think that tight end. I Dallas Goddard killed the, the Cowboys. He, he did fumble against the Cowboys last year, but he really killed them in that last game because Ertz lacerated his kidney. But also in that first game, he scored a touchdown as well. They just play the middle of the field so well. So that- well yeah they and they really do it well against the cowboys chris collinsworth did a great job of describing how the cowboys run their defense and where everyone kind of plays in that zone and everything like that and how that can benefit tight ends well we have two of the best tight ends in the league and i think this year for sure if everybody stays healthy on the outside it's going to benefit Zach Ertz and goddard on the inside they finally have some speed to work with everyone the one knock with a one knock. Everyone knocks Carson Wentz every fucking day, even when he's not playing. But the one of the knocks that they have against him is that he targets Urch too much. Yep. Well, so what the hell are you supposed to do when you're throwing to Greg Ward and JJ Ortega Whiteside and guys you bring off the practice squad? Guys you have Urch no
0: relationship yeah. with no yeah chemistry.
1: Exactly. he has some chemistry with Ertz that's why he's throwing to him but it's going to open up the field for Ertz I think a Dallas Goddard season is going to be it's going to be a breakout season for him so like I said this might be a bit of a cop-out but I think you play to your strengths in big games like this this is obviously the most important opponent on the schedule play to your strengths our strength is tight end
0: I think you could not have picked a better matchup against the Cowboys uh, Jalen Smith can't cover me, okay? Yeah. In uh, that Bears game last year, right up the, they literally ran at him four straight plays in the end zone, and then and scored. Yeah. I uh, I think uh, also Leighton Vander is coming off an injury. I, I you know Joe Smith, uh, Sean Lee is forty seven years old our linebackers are not going to be able to stay with either of those guys. And they are just going to eat up the middle of the field. And I mean, Dallas Goddard has put a whooping on the Cowboys almost every time he played them. Um, he got that long touchdown taken away, which is <laughs> still a travesty. I, I don't, I still don't understand
1: that penalty at all. That, hilariously was one of the worst calls that I've ever seen in football Ever. And it wasn't even the worst call in that game. That fumble, was it, where yeah. there were six Eagles on the ball. One of them recovered it, so just give the ball to the Cowboys. There was that, no clear recovery. That, I could do that an, an entire podcast. Ball. If, if the NFL season gets canceled, I might just do an entire podcast on that day and why it was the worst officiating day in the, the history of the NFL. It was 10 times worse than what the Saints had to go through and 10 times worse than the replacement refs up in Seattle on Monday Night Football. It was horrible. Horrible. Was, never lost that game.
0: That's almost like the Cowboys, uh, I believe it's their last uh, playoff win? No, no, it wasn't the, against the uh, Detroit Lions when they had the the pass interference on Anthony Hitchens, and then we go to commercial break and it's fourth down and they're gonna punt, and then all of a sudden we come back from commercial break and they're like, no, we picked up the flag. There's no pass interference. That was first down
1: after they <laughs> called the penalty. It wasn't like they like got together <laughs> announced and announced oh, it. Did, he, did yeah. he hit him? They like called it, said pass interference, automatic first down, and they were like, wait a second. Jerry Jones. yes. Okay, Vince uh, is okay. bringing up this play right here. I'm going to analyze it for the people at home because you probably remember it. So they call offensive pass interference on Dallas Goddard. First of all, for a league that cares about player safety, quote unquote, the penalty on that play was a helmet to helmet where Jeff Heath launched himself into Literally, Goddard and knocked right. his helmet off. By the end of the play, he doesn't have a helmet on. Instead, <laughs> they call it on Goddard. So you could have called a legal contact for the bump on the Cowboys what outside of five yards, or you could have called a personal foul. Either on, way, it still should have been the touchdown.
0: You could have called it on Xavier Woods right there as well.
1: Yeah. And instead, they call offensive pass interference. I loved it. It Unbelievable! Not in Jerry's house. Oh my god! Not in Jerry's house. That is why I hate the Cowboys. That shit right there. But I
0: can also call. Dez caught it. I'm not even going to bring that up right now. But we we can. I can. We we can do actually. We can do a podcast just on awful calls against our teams. Yeah. I mean. You catch the – you go up, right? He went up, caught the ball, brought it to his chest, took three steps, and his third step was a lunge and put out the ball and hit the end zone.
1: Ah, too bad. What are you going to do?
0: <laughs> I have never in my sports life gotten from such a high to such – I was literally eight feet in the air jumping when he caught that, so excited to literally six feet underground when they said that he dropped the ball. I've I've never gone from that much of a swing in my sports life.
1: Ah, that really sucks, man. I feel really bad for you. I kind of wish you caught it.
0: All right, I'm going to talk about (laughs) my position group that I think has the best ability to whoop on the Eagles this year. And I think (laughs) it's the wide receivers. I think they are going to beat down your cornerbacks, besides Darius Slay. Slay may be able to take Amari Cooper out of the game, but that's fine. I'm throwing Michael Gallup at you. Please don't.
1: Is this? Yeah. So Vince is Vince is brought uh, up yeah, play yeah, where, yeah. where Corey, Corey did Copeland. not. I don't even did, want to talk about it.
0: <laughs> that. Is that was not a catch? That wasn't. I can't not right now because then I'm not going to be able to get through this segment because I'm going to be so upset. So, wide receiver. Darius Slay can take Amari Cooper out of the game. That's fine. Sometimes Amari Cooper takes himself out of the game in the most important time, like the last play of the game with the season on the line.
1: He was just too tired for that fourth and eight with the season on the line. Yeah, it
0: was just the regular. We were just doing the regular rotation. That was the old Jason Garrett. It was just time for him to come off the field. We were doing regular wide receiver rotation. The season's not on the line. So I'm going to go the wide receivers because if you take one of them out, we're going to throw CeeDee Lamb at you now. I'm going to throw Michael Gallup at you. They're not going to be able to stop it. We have size too. I mean, what uh, Mari's six one, CD six two, Gallup six one. I think Slay is six one, but I believe your other corners are are a little bit smaller. So we do have size advantage, and I mean, they're they're all fast. Michael Gallup's quick, and he can go get the ball. Amari Cooper is a proficient route runner, especially when he's healthy, and CD Lamb is CD Lamb.
1: I don't even want to talk about it.
0: <laughs> I am so excited for the just the the numbers that they're going to put up this season, especially against that Philadelphia secondary.
1: I wish I had a rebuttal where I was like, "You know what? We're going to shut you down and it's going to be like the early Jim Johnson days." But you are right. Like you, like we said earlier, the Cowboys are going to be in shootouts. It's going to be like Texas Tech out there or yep. the uh, the old Oklahoma State offense. But They're running gun like Darius Slay will probably follow Amari. Mm-hmm. I that doesn't completely cancel Amari out for me. He has always had big games against the Eagles. Obviously, Darius Slay was ever always better than whatever we would put out on the field to cover him. But I. Like you said, depth is so key. Michael Gallup, very underrated. He, I think he could give the the Eagles defense problems. He has in the past. You mentioned size. That's another big thing where Darius Slay is the only corner over six foot. The slot corner, and Vince is pulling it up for us right now. Nicole Roby Coleman was a great signing, but he's only 5'8". Avante Maddox is 5'9". All these guys, I mean, they barely crack 5'10". And then you want them to go out and cover CeeDee Lamb. Ask Texas what happens when you have undersized guys against CeeDee Lamb. It just doesn't work. That guy is going to end up becoming my Jason Tatum. It just, just I know it's going to happen. You're love to hate him. I know it's going to happen. I'm a Sixers fan as well, obviously, like all Philly. Every time Jason Tatum plays against the Sixers, he, he balls out. And it's a reminder of what could have been. The same thing is going to happen with CD Lamb. If we could have jumped up to 16, he'd be an eagle. Instead, he's just going to rip us apart twice a year, every year for the next decade.
0: My hot take, you can, you can screenshot this, you can remember it, you can record it, write it down if you want to. I think by the second Cowboys-Eagles game, Darius Slay is going to be shadowing CD Lamb, not Amari Cooper.
1: That is honestly a pretty good take. I just think with his size and explosiveness... After he catches the ball, I still worry about the secondary. Malcolm Jenkins was their best tackler, and there's yep. nothing wrong with Rodney McLeod, but they're they are so undersized. They're gonna have a lot of issues with those big physical receivers. You even saw it last year with Devontae Parker. He just ate them alive. Any big physical guy like that, they just don't have they don't have anybody who can cancel that out. They allow them to make big catches and then big plays after the catch because they just don't have that size and speed.
0: And then they're going to throw their athletic big tight end right up the middle in Blake Jarwin, who's six, five.
1: Yeah. And that's one of the the things I love about Goddard and having Ertz is that the big guys like that. So exactly. we'll see, but I think you picked a good one with the wide receivers. I think if you'd ask any Eagles fan, if something concerned you about the Cowboys, what would it be? And it'd be the receivers. And I think part of that is we've been so scarred by our cornerbacks in the in the past, since the Leto Shepard days, things just haven't gone well. And I think we've just been scarred, especially with Namdi Asamoah. So hopefully Derek Slay can turn it around for us.
0: I was going to go another position. Quarterback, obviously, just because of Andy Dalton the signing. But Hell I think yeah. I'll go with the receivers.
1: <laughs> Look, as a redhead, I will support Andy Dalton 100%. Do you think Andy Dalton plays a game this year for the Cowboys? Uh, <sighs> Come on. I think there's a solid chance because here's the thing in the NFL, rarely do Cal, do quarterbacks make it all 16 games. I know we talk about the Dak Wentz has never missed a game, thing, and Dak has never missed a game. I don't root for anybody's injury. I just think statistically, there's a good chance happen. that he could miss a game due to injury, especially mobile quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson has had two ACL reconstruction surgeries. Wentz has obviously missed games. Aaron Rodgers, who moves around, has broken his collarbone twice. A lot of these guys, if you were mobile, we worry about Lamar Jackson, too. He got banged up. Cam Newton, another one. The guys who were mobile end up getting hurt. I think, statistically speaking, Dak Prescott could get hurt, which would suck on a one-year deal, but it's been four years, and he's been safe.
0: And I I think I I do believe that Dak was a lot more hurt in that last game against the Eagles, then they were letting on that shoulder. He couldn't, I mean, come on. He throws the ball better than that. Not much better, but, but better than that. He, his, his shoulder was, was messed up. So something like that happens again, the cow, and if it's in the middle of the season, the Cowboys now that they have an actual backup quarterback, like Andy Dalton, they may not take the chance in the middle of the season. And I could see an Andy Dalton playing a game or two where last year when they had no backup quarterback. They had to push Dak.
1: Well, I'm sorry you had to deal with injuries in that last game. That must have been tough for you. But even Dak, I feel like if you're on a one-year deal, not just the Cowboys, but Dak would be like, you know what? I'm not going to yep. risk my future four or five-year deal. I'm going to on push down. thirty-five million a year playing on a bum shoulder. So yep. I can definitely see him being like, you know what? You didn't pay me, so figure it out on your own. See you. See you. <laughs> Well, we will see you next week. Nice.
0: We uh, we covered a, a ton today. Uh, we're gonna definitely probably be doing around the coronavirus again next week. Hopefully, we're gonna be we'll be a one week closer to the NFL, and hopefully, we'll be one week
1: more excited about the NFL. I agree, and I'll just I want to end with this. This is the last podcast we will do this year, where football players will not be in pads and a helmet. By the time we talk to you next, they will be on the field practicing, full pads, getting ready for a season. That makes me excited. We're getting closer. and Everybody else is getting further away.
0: We need people to realize, too, that there will be positive tests during camp and during the season, but we can only hope that the NFL has a plan for it
1: knowing the nfl they'll just keep on moving (laughs) we'll just keep on moving the train keeps on going the train
0: will roll as always i am kms find me on twitter at kms 22 we are powered by branded sports brandon underscore sports on twitter
1: i am aiden underscore 34 underscore powers on twitter and also uh thanks again to our sponsor and bavada like we said link will be in the podcast description below
0: Make sure you tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody to follow, rate, and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and our Twitter account, Birds vs. Boys Pod.
1: Till next time.
0: See ya.